the challenge to switch gears. I feel like for the better, we've entered Conquest now. I'm John Chidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander. And this is You Kill It, the podcast talking about the challenge, Battle of the Losers. <laughs> Shoutouts to my guy, Paolo, who I saw yesterday at last night's Toronto Raptors game. Mm-hmm. And he says that although he listens to many challenge podcasts, we are his favorite, which is so ah. nice. Thanks, Paolo. We appreciate that. We appreciate you rocking with us all the way through to this episode 275 of the You Killed It podcast, which is recapping Battle for a New Champion, episode 15 of season 39 of the chat. Do you realize, not that we've done this, if we did a podcast every week, this means it's been like five years of weekly podcasting. Not that we do a podcast every week because there's breaks sometimes, but there was one year where we did like 50 in a row Mm -hmm. that's a lot of podcasting bro it's a lot of challenge man it's a lot of challenge a lot of challenge it's a lot of challenge a lot of challenges i will say though there's a lot of j right now and that's kind of becoming a thing that i don't know how i feel about again i know it's becoming a running gag but my girlfriend walked in as i was watching the challenge today and she's like oh jay's up to his his tricks again and she walked out. This is a person who does not watch the show. <laughs> she, she, she's seen of the season maybe a total of 30 minutes. She's just like, oh, Jay <laughs> walked yet, out. Yet fairly accurate. Uh, her assessment spot on. It's just very funny to me too that even like the most casual of observers is like, oh, this Jay guy is terrible. <laughs> He's just such a character, right? And I think in this episode, it was so odd because, like, Kylan comes, like, the way how angry he was at Kylan, I didn't really understand. Like, he made it seem as if Kylan was, like, laughing at Asaf, which he wasn't. And, but that made it super personal. Like, you know, he's, he's like, praying to the gods about his family, and you're, like, laughing at him. It's like, where did that connection happen? Like, did I miss that episode? Yeah, Is that it's del- like it's like forty five minutes later. Yeah, like they have taken a bus and are in a different location. And like mm-hmm. Kylan ventures, like we're talking about something else. Like we're laughing about something else. And Jay is so mad. Yeah. And like this is, I mean, we're gonna see it throughout this episode. This is the problem with Jay. Like he's so mad. When things don't go his way, like mm-hmm. he was happy as a clam, arrogant even yeah. when everyone is doing what he wanted. Now that people are marginally not doing what he wanted, he's being so pouty and such a whiner about it. Yeah. And also, too, the thing about Jay is like it is confessional acting like super tough. Like, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? If it gets physical, so be it. And it's like, dude, relax. Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? Right. There's there is no one in this house who has thrown a punch in their life. Like a punch in no, anger. But it's also just like, Jay, you're not that dude. And it's okay. Right? Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with that at all. I'll say I'm not that dude. And like I'm comfortable with it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I get it. Like it's I don't know. It's just weird. Um, then we get the clock, the clock thing that sort of ran its course. Like it's not a, it's not a big 
event or like surprise as they intended to be right but we oh, well, do get I, sorry i did like i just want to say on the clock i like how like they're all hyped they're all excited and then like you can sort of see it dawns on their faces like oh you can't stay excited about something for 24 hours mm -hmm. especially yeah. when you don't know what it's about like you guys are gonna go to bed like <laughs> like the clock yeah. turned at like nine o'clock at night like it's <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know i always think it's funny on the challenge and i guess all reality shows but the challenge especially when you see people like tg will be like and now we're doing conquest and they're like all right conquest and i'm like you don't you have no idea what that entails <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, how about something when you have no knowledge beyond the name <laughs> it's so strange and you know keeping up with the strange j focus of this episode his conversation with narice where he's still blaming her saying that she is a cause of the chaos and i know we talked about it a lot at the end of last episode but it was so important for me to like see narice bring up the exact point that we were making in terms of there were 12 possible votes so if there's 12 votes how is it possible that 12 people voted and we all have the same amount of power as mm -hmm. i do you had the same amount of power as I did. So how is it on me? Like it, it, it just was a chef's kiss because Jay had no, you know, when you're arguing with someone and I was about to say something that I definitely shouldn't, you know, when you're arguing with someone, <laughs> maybe a significant other at some point and you get into a conversation and you know, there's no real rebuttal. And so it's just like, you know, you get like the temper tantrum answer, <laughs> like not an actual response to what you just said. And it's like, you know, she makes a great point. Everyone had the same power. How is this my fault? And then Jay just like goes off on a tantrum about, you know what? Like I've been playing your game. Oh no. I've just been trying to, to save everybody this whole time and blah, blah, blah. And he's going off on this rant, not really saying anything, but then he stumbles into, I will never play your game. And Narice is like, ha, see, that's exactly what I thought. Like, it's just, I don't know, man. It's just all weird. Well, I, I mean, when he says, I've been protecting you, and even Michelle's sort of like, mm, what are you talking about? Because they sort of get into it. Mm -hmm. Like, it does beg the question, what is he talking about? Like, so he is opposed to Kyland and Horacio. Mm hmm who one of whom is dating Nerese, the other one is like good with her, is friendly with her, has no issues with her. So like what's he protecting her from? Like they are not a threat to her. No one has ever said Nerese's name. Like there's never been any point in the game where I'm like, oh Nerese is going in. Mm -hmm. Like this is this is just him making stuff up. And similarly, no one's going after Michelle as much as I wish they would. <laughs> she only she only went in because a challenger disliked her and called her out like a, a, a champion. Like this is all fabrication, right? Straight like fabrication, yeah. Yep. And like Asaf only went in because frankly, CT didn't know who he was. <laughs> mm -hmm. You're right. And like identifies with Horacio. Like there's there's so like, many such. Why isn't he mad at Ed? Ed was the one who forced. <laughs> exactly. Right? Exactly. Like it, it makes no sense. But this is this is classic Jay. This is Jay being Jay. 
Yeah. And even Michelle gets mad at him, as you said, right? And he's telling her he kept her safe, which obviously is not the case because I'm pretty sure that all of the the numbers that they have are more so based on people liking Michelle than people mm. liking Jay. Right. And, and also been, Jay has burned more bridges than she has. Yeah, definitely. Right. Um, and she says, why do you think you have so many friends? And he brushes her off. She's so mad too. She leaves. And at that moment, I can, I gotta be honest with you. I couldn't have been more team Michelle at any other point where she just storms off on Jay. Cause she's just like, dude, like get, get out of here. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, I mean, I already found him an unlikable character, but now it's to a whole new degree. Like, he's just insufferable. Mm -hmm. So there are, so at this point, right, no more team challenges. and We're done. Done with team challenges. And you get this one, Dark Tide, and you're strapped to a speedboat, takes you out into the water, dumps you off. You have to swim. Then you swim to a paddleboard. You get on the paddleboard, paddle back to shore, stopping along the way to pick up rings. When you get to the shore, you have to throw said rings onto the pole. First person wins. Last person goes home. What do you make of this twist? Um, I like it. You know, it's it's straightforward. It's easy. Mm -hmm. uh, we're just thin in the herd real mm -hmm. quick. I'm into it. I feel like they should have made this move sooner because I feel like yeah. the stakes for a while on this show seemed to be really, really low because only one person was going to go into elimination against a challenge vet and, you know, the team competitions, you know, there wasn't really, because everyone was kind of working with everyone. There was really no cutthroat nature to how the team comps were going every day. And so this, the stakes just went from zero to a hundred. And to me, I think that's great television. I think the show was well-designed, but I think the problem was they didn't bank on how stupid everyone would be. So I don't <laughs> think it worked the way they intended. That's fair. That's totally fair. Um, but yeah, during Conquest, if you come in last, you're done. That's such a crazy, crazy twist. I love it. Um, in terms of this actual daily challenge, though, what did you make of it? And, you know... Because to me, the thing that seemed so random was there was no way to really tell who would be like the least favorite in this, you know, like who you'd have to worry about because there's so many different sides to what you had to do in it. Yeah. I mean, you had to be, I guess, good at falling from heights, which is a skill on the challenge, as we know. Mm -hmm. And then you had to be a good swimmer. Then you had to be good at paddle boarding. Mm-hmm. And then you had to be good at throwing a single ring. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was originally supposed to be there that they were supposed to get all three rings on. Oh. And then no one could do it or couldn't do it quickly. They're like, yeah, forget it. Just do one. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that for sure. But like, that's basically what it came down to, right? Like who could throw a ring fastest? Yeah. And, you know, did anyone's performance sort of stand out the most? I felt like it was pretty streamlined except for you know obviously some people were really slow yeah and some people were faster but it wasn't like there was any crazy moments within this daily challenge i mean the craziest was mariah didn't know which direction to go to <laughs> when the shore is lit yeah. you know like head towards the shore is just like a general policy is probably the move fair fair yeah 
it's a fair assessment. And uh, James saying that she looked like she was Saturday night fever dancing. Yeah. Or she looked like she was dancing on Saturday night fever. Yeah. Um, I thought that was pretty funny, but uh, either way, like in this whole thing, what ends up happening is that Raven and Mariah end up being separated by seconds. And that's got to be such a like terrible feeling when you find out at the end, okay, seconds are now deciding whether I'm going home or not. And there's somewhere along the way where you know that you could have made up five seconds, right? By throwing, like if you just got one ring on sooner, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of the one that you got, if you just got the one before, you would win. Yeah. But it ends up being Raven. And the thing that's interesting about Raven going home was how quickly do things change if it was Mariah going home? I say yeah. that because Mariah's become such a like a pillar of this show in terms of sticking up for James the entire time. James having literally no other friends left in the house, but he survived because of Mariah's relationships, which doesn't even really make sense. But yet she has done it. And then now to come to this moment where she's so close to going home, but she stays. What do you think of Mariah being able to stay as opposed to Raven going home? In terms of the show, how, do, how does that play out for you? I mean, I'm ready for the Mariah and James duo to make their exit. Yeah. Right? Like, James is, I would argue, the weakest player on this entire show. Well, he doesn't add anything to the show. He just sort of sits there. Like, he's just sort of lump. He works out. He, like, makes out with Mariah. He doesn't politic. He doesn't tell jokes. He doesn't do anything funny. He's just sort of there. Mm -hmm. And, like, his gameplay is atrocious. Yeah. Right? And, like, he's, like, keeps saying, like, oh, I just, I just need to do this to make it to the end. Buddy, you're, like, 12 steps from making it to the end. And, like, they are going to turn on you. Like, it is inevitable. So, like, be more proactive. Like, what what is James picturing is going to happen? Like, is he does he just think he's going to make the finals by default? Like, just yeah. terrible gameplay. Obviously, Mariah is a much better competitor than he is in terms of the political game. And aside from her inability to navigate, she's not a bad... Uh, competitor in terms of the, the daily challenges like she's not a disaster mm -hmm. but like those two gotta go they're obviously part of like jay and michelle's power base like at least raven's making decisions and like trying to do stuff i would have much rather see because like if mariah goes then james is next yeah right yeah. like their fates are tied so i don't know i would have i would have liked to have seen mariah leave to be honest <laughs> no, like, that's fair I, I guess at some point we got to give her a little bit of credit for her politic game, right? Because it's not like yeah. she's winning challenges yeah. either. Uh, and she's not point. only the kept herself safe, she kept right. She she's not only kept herself safe, she kept James safe as well. And like that's a level of difficulty to do when neither of you are winning challenges, right? Um, or I shouldn't say that they won a couple team challenges, right? Like James, I think won. They won a couple team challenges, but yeah, they did. you know. It's still the the power of numbers and being able to politic your way into that position. Um, in terms of the dub, though, Horacio and Ed came down to them, and the winner is safe, and that becomes Ed, who becomes the winner. And the person who is safe 
the twist here is they get to save someone and then the person that they save gets to save someone and so mm-hmm. on and so on and so on until there's just three people left. And here's the thing. What did you make of this twist? I liked it. I think it's an interesting new wrinkle. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish that sort of the heroes of the season in terms of Horacio and Kyland started figuring out how that's going to play out. Like it seems like they did no politicking, <laughs> which is what <laughs> it's all about. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's unfortunate that Ed doesn't see that once Kylan and Horacio are gone, that he's going to be next. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he's also not playing a smart game, I think. Although I think he's generally good at this game. He just doesn't, he, he doesn't seem to understand that he is, he's also low on <laughs> in this pecking order. Maybe, maybe he's higher now that Asaf is gone, but like, it's still not a, not a great position to be in if you're Ed. Well, Zaza's right. You know, like how is Ed going to vote for Jay's side of the house when last week they blatantly showed him he's at the bottom? Yeah. Like that makes no sense to me. I'm so confused. And Ed, I thought that like, I thought Ed was playing dumb this whole time, right? Like he comes off. He might actually be for real dumb. Yeah. Cause that made no sense. Like under what context does it make sense that you're now going to ride with Jay's side of the house when they just showed you that you're at the bottom of their lines. I don't know. I don't know. So Jay, Jay though, who is not at the bottom of his alliance, he has this all figured out, right? He's picking the order and he decides that it's going to come down to Nerese having to pick between Olivia and Horacio. Mm-hmm. Why is Ed with this? I don't understand. I will never understand. And how is he last? If you're Ed, how are you last between Corey and Emmanuel? That part I don't understand. I'm so confused, right? So that means you're fourth, right? In the bottom of their side of the house. Whereas at least you could be third, but third behind Kylan and Horacio, who are stronger players than those two guys, than everyone else on the other side. Yeah. So, like, I mean, it, in the delib- we can call it the deliberation, but when it actually comes to like who's picking who, Ed picks a man well. Like, buddy, that's your closest competition. Like, that's the guy that, like, you're held in the same esteem as, and you're saving him? Emmanuel picks Berna. Berna saves Colleen. Colleen saves Corey. Corey saves Michelle, announcing she's always going to be my number one. Okay. (laughs) Can we talk about that? Sure. Michelle is always going to be Corey's number one. Mm Mm-hmm. Who's always going to be Michelle's number one? Jay. Jay. If you're Ed and you're seeing this, how do you think, how, like, what are you thinking? Are you thinking like, oh, yeah, like I'm going to insert myself into that equation and somehow come out on top? And if you're Corey, how are you blind to this? And And then... Michelle saves Jay and everyone laughs and like, of course you did. <laughs> yeah, of course you did. Like why, wh- how dumb are these people? It really makes no sense to me. And then especially, you know, cause Zaza, I think is a super smart player as well, but she gets blindsided because Jay picks Mariah 
Mariah obviously picks James. And now James, Zaza thinks James is going to pick her, but she clearly hasn't been paying attention. No. Right. And so obviously James is just going to do what Mariah tells him. Mariah is going to do what she told Jade that the plan was, which is to pick Norris, leaving the bottom three as Zaza, Horacio, and Kyland. And, you know, Norris here, though. Oh, sorry. I left a, a big part of this. My bad. I skipped ahead. After she picks Norris, obviously, now Norris has to choose essentially between Olivia, Horacio, Zara, and Kyland. And this is like the key crux. I'm, my apologies for messing this part up because this is really where the crux of it is, right? Yes, James messed up by not picking Zaza. We get that. Zaza's pissed. But what it does do is put Norris in this position where she has to choose between her best friend in the house, Olivia, and Horacio, her boo in the house. Horacio, which, how do you not love this guy? Immediately says, don't save me. Don't mm -hmm. save me. Pick Olivia. Now, this is so key. And this is a turning point in this season that we should remember what's going down because they've been setting us up with this for weeks now, ever since they had the moment where um, Norris was on the phone and her brother told her, don't trust Olivia, watch out for her. Mm -hmm. But much like I just said, how do you not love Horacio? How do you not love Norris? Because Norris has said, you know what? I'm putting my trust in Olivia, and at least if something goes wrong here, I can say I did my part. Yeah. You know, it's not on me. And she saves Olivia. What do you make of how this transpired? Well, I think it wasn't just noble of Horacio. I think it was smart of Horacio. Hmm. Okay. Because first of all, Olivia all season has been in her head about whether or not she can trust Horacio for no good reason. Mm -hmm. Here he is saying, no, 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 save my ride or die. Save my best friend. And further, he's betting on himself to come back into the house. They just flipped Olivia over to their side. He knows, okay, me, Kylan, and, uh, and Zara, who are his alliance, the core of his alliance, along with Norris, are going in. One of us is not coming back, but when we come back, by saving uh, Olivia, she's more likely to be loyal to us. Right? Like, he's shoring up numbers. Okay, okay. Even yeah, while yeah. probably going in. He's also betting on himself a little bit, which I have respect for. Yeah. Right, like there's definitely an element of him being like, "That's all right, I'll be back." Yeah, it, no, that he definitely was, makes he sense. He was not wrong. I will say though, again, if you're James, you got to be thinking. If you're smart, which I don't think he is, you got to be thinking, "Hey, how am I doing the dirty work of this alliance where I am the odd man out?" Yeah. Yep. And then I like later on they have a boat party. And they're sort of commiserating. And Olivia says, like, yeah, I don't know how Jay can still say that he's friends with Norris. He's such good friends with Norris when he just put her in that position to punish her. Exactly. 
And like, well, it's amazing that it took this long for Olivia to open her eyes up because she, she said during like when they were naming people, she's like, oh, I see now that this is all Jay's mastermind. Like, yeah, yeah, it is Olivia. Why are you only picking up on that now? The other part to this is Jay earlier tried to say, like in his explanation, he was trying to tell Nerese that this is a game. He's thinking of this from a game perspective and not being emotional about it. And in his explanation, right, in him not being emotional, he said Olivia and Nerese picked Emmanuel because he was a threat to Horacio. Now, if that is the case, if that is the case, okay, how isn't Olivia and Nerese picking Emmanuel over Horacio, who is part of their game? <laughs> how yeah. is that not from a game perspective, right? Like, that doesn't even make any sense, right? Like, plus, that should be helping Jay because Emmanuel, like, I mean, he's just a piece. He's just there. He's not doing anything. And Norris is right. Horacio hasn't done anything to go at Jay. No. I don't know. It's just weird. It's just such sloppy gameplay. I will say, though, as much long-time listeners know, I do not like Jay and Michelle. I'm not on their side. I'm actively rooting against them. But I will say this. This plan worked to a T. Oh, yeah. Like, credit where it's due. The people that they want to see out are going into elimination against each other. That's how so it's done. My line of the episode is Zaza saying that James is Mariah's fourth chihuahua <laughs> <laughs> and that she's going to block him on IG. That's how mad she is. I guess that's what goes for like ending a friendship in 2024. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty severe. <laughs> Having ended friendships in the past like two years, yeah, that's that's what it amounts to. <laughs> I no longer give you access to what's going on in my life. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. So now we get to this elimination. Yeah. The three of them have to complete three puzzles. Each one, you have to go through an obstacle to get to said puzzle. And the last one who loses, the person who comes in last, going home this is hard i will say this yeah, looks i like all hard. three of these people i like yeah. oh i meant emotionally you meant like literally this is a difficult task i, I just both. i'm with you on both i'm with you on both um i don't want to skip over my line of the episode mm -hmm. is that they're describing it so it's three obstacle courses with three puzzles and they can do them in any order that they want they have to finish them all and zara says zaza says I'm not the brightest cookie in the jar when it comes to puzzles, which just sums it up beautifully, doesn't it? <laughs> hmm. That's an interesting one. That's an interesting one. Wow. She really, she really belabored the point. I really, it was, I'm not sure if she did that purposely or not, but it was well done. It made me chortle. Yeah. I mean, it is super interesting. And, you know, the level of strategy, though, as we look at what this actual end challenge was, the level of strategy in terms of, okay, what's the game plan? What order do we go into? I found it interesting right off the bat that Horacio and Kylan went towards the same direction. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was interesting, you know, and, and Zaza's out to a lead. It's an early lead. But as you know, and I know, and our viewers know from watching so many episodes of the challenge, 
you know how quickly things can flip depending on how difficult a puzzle is or how difficult, you know, one of the uh, obstacle courses are. And on top of that, we come to realize that Kylan and Horacio are actually helping each other. Yeah. And I was kind of thrown off by that. I was surprised by that, but it's actually smart when you think about it because they know that they are better served being in the house together. They have a better chance of surviving together as opposed to one of them going back into the house. I thought that part was pretty interesting. What did you make of it? I thought it was really intelligent. And like, honestly, those two are, it's taken them a while to get there, but they're at this stage, I think we can say the best players in the game right now. I mean, TJ certainly thinks so. Um, The other thing that I mean, I think is so interesting is Zara chooses one of the paths is muddy and like you have to do like an army crawl through the mud. Mm -hmm. And that's basically what cost her the game. And like Kyland even said beforehand, like, yeah, I'm saving the mud for last because I know the mud will affect my ability to do other things. Like the wall. Yeah. Can't do the mud and then try to climb the wall. Like shout out to Kyland for seeing that. And like actually thinking it through that. And like, I'm sorry to see Zaza go. I like her. I think she like has a bright future, a bright challenge career ahead of her. Mm-hmm. But like, she just, she just got outplayed. She's a beast though. Cause that whole thing about the mud and the wall and her struggling to get up the wall and then just taking off her shoes and then actually making it over the wall. Like that, you're watching it and realizing how hard that is, but we also like don't fully grasp how hard that is what she was able to do because you're also tired, right? And you've exerted so much energy in trying to do that over and over again. Like she is an actual beast. Oh, and you know, great. yeah, it was just crazy, you know. And and also, you know, the fact that she made it somewhat close. Credit where credit is due. She is a great competitor, as we know already, but you know, that performance was just so good. So, 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 so good. It's interesting to me that two women were eliminated this episode, right? Mm-hmm. Like Raven and Zaza are gone. Mm-hmm. Not only is that like going to speed up the pace of the show, <laughs> because like, it's crazy that they still had like 15 people after whatever it was, but there's an element of chance that like suddenly the final will be lopsided where where there will be like Mm -hmm. five men and three women, or, I mean, who knows, could be six women and three men or two men. Like it's, it's, uh, it is ironically more chaotic than perhaps chaos was. Yeah, no, totally agree. Totally agree. I also, it also made me wonder who else would have had a chance against Kylan and Horacio in that elimination. Cause I think like Zaza put up like a great fight and that wall, even without the mud would have been difficult for most of the challengers to climb over. Yeah. Um, who would have done well with that? Hmm. And the whole thing is hard, right? Cause like yeah. you have to be well-rounded to do it. Cause there was like a long run, like beforehand. There's, mm-hmm. So there's like speed, endurance. There's so strength. much to it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a really good elimination. It really was. It really was. And you know, so far I got to say this iteration of the show in terms of the three different stages, this 
this has a potential to be the best for sure. Chaos yeah. was pretty good, but chaos, I felt like we kind of got let down at a certain points. And I guess within the chaos, the biggest things were, oh, here's CT. Oh, here's Laurel. Here's uh, Cara Maria. You know what I mean? Like that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like it didn't pay off for what it could have been or the potential it could have been, right? Because we wanted mm-hmm. to see Laurel or CT come in and smash heads, and that never happened. Um, so with this though, the twist and the unpredictability of like what the daily challenge is and who could be the person coming in last, I think we could see some surprises, and that would be awesome. I would love it. Yeah. Um this is sort of a tough question, but who killed it for you this week? Do you know what? I'm going to be honest here and I'm going to, Ooh, I'm going to do something very controversial here. Oh, I was going to say Zaza. I really was, but I think that would be a cop out and I'm okay. going to try to be mature here and be honest. And I got to give credit to Jay. Jay executed Jay and Michelle executed this plan and figured out how to make it so that at least Horacio and Kylan would be going into the elimination. And the key part here is you didn't know what the elimination would be or how it would take place, but just putting them in position to be eliminated was a tough ask when you're playing basically a brand new game in the middle of the game. Mm -hmm. And so even though he didn't, you know, succeed, I still think being the mastermind to pull all the strings and get all the people to follow through, I'm going to give him credit for that. Yeah. I think I'm going to give an M an LVP, excuse me, mm-hmm. to Kylan and Horacio. Oh, so bear with me. How did they not, aside from Zara and Narice sort of lobbying Ed, how did they do nothing to try to control that snake? Yeah. Right? Like, it is a it is a little on them that they went in. It's a little on them that the Zara went home. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. We, we didn't see them really do anything. They just sort of like, yep, that's, that's the way it's going to be. And they just sort of rolled with it. Mm-hmm. We didn't really see any political fight from them. And, like, with a soft gone, the house was more than ever balanced back in their favor. Yeah. Right. Like think like they were in a deadlock previously, right? Mm-hmm. Asaf is gone. That breaks the deadlock. Yeah. I think so, too- like, where are all, all their allies all of a sudden? Like how, how did that happen? You're right. They didn't do a good enough job of trying to figure it out. And also I wonder what they learned from this going forward. Right. Because unless you win, you're going to end up in the exact same position. So they have to come up with some form of game plan that even if they don't come up with the victory, they got to figure something else out. Yeah. I agree. Uh, and like I said, I like them. I'm rooting for them, but like they blew it on that. Like, yeah, totally. you, you got to do something fellas. Like you gotta, you gotta control your own destiny here. But you, you said it and you said it the whole season that it's a, the battle of the losers. Yeah. And Kylan and Horacio being what most would feel like two of the best competitors. They're just showing that like even being two of the best competitors <laughs> means that there leaves a lot to be desired here. Right. A hundred percent. 
where can the good people find you on social media? You can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at Shell Alexander on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. Um, really appreciate the people liking and following the pod, wherever you get your podcasts, keep liking, keep subscribing, keep rating, reviewing all that fun stuff. That's how you support us. So if you're listening to this right now, hit that like button, hit that rate button, all that fun stuff. What about you, John? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, on Instagram and on threads at J Chidley Hill. And also I've been encouraging people to follow me on Goodreads and Letterboxd. And it seems to be working. Just two days ago, someone named Brett followed me on Goodreads hey. and uh, Letterboxd. Are you on Letterboxd, Shelly? No, I'm not. It is not the most intuitive app to use. So someone else followed me on Letterboxd, but I, I can't look up who because it oh. doesn't have like notifications okay. as one might expect. Okay. Uh, Kevin J. No, I actually know Kevin. I don't know. Someone followed me who <laughs> I assume is from the show. It's not, it's, it's a handy app, but it's, it's not well designed. Okay. Um, on that sort of low note <laughs> until next week, <laughs> this was, you killed it. You killed it. Uh, there's nothing sweeter than tripping you up before you do the sign off by making you laugh.